Hello, all you slut enthusiasts, fellow sluts and perverts. Welcome to the Slut Next Door podcast, and I am your slut next door. I am a taboo phone sex operator, audio porn creator, and just an overall slut who wants to talk about being a slut, kinks, fetishes, and all the dirty things that hide inside of our heads. Today is the first mini episode titled, Dear Slut Next Door. It is a bite-sized mini episode dedicated to answering uh, listener issues, problems, asking for advice, or random questions and comments. So I will hop into that soon. But first, I want to give a special thank you to my Patreon producers, Todd, L, Nick, Robert, Moondogger, Hale, Murdercube, BR, Brent, Sarb, Patrick, and Landon. Thank you for supporting the Slut Next Door. Do you want to support the Slut Next Door? Check out patreon.com slash the Slut Next Door. And we're going to go ahead and jump into the episode. Episode number 29, Dear Slut Next Door. So I've asked listeners to send in anonymous questions or comments. Uh, You can find that link on my Twitter. I've posted it in my Discord server and some other places as well. But um, here is our first one from an anonymous sender. Dear Slut Next Door, I recently stumbled across some extreme taboo content on Aerocast. Initially, I was disgusted, but for some genuinely unexpected reason, I continued listening. I found myself getting very turned on in a way that I don't even come close to for ordinary audio video content. I don't know what to do. I feel like it's early enough for me to repress these feelings and not let myself listen to this type of content. And eventually I might forget about it. But on the other hand, a part of me wants to feel as horny and dirty as I have felt discovering this fetish. In a twisted way, it has felt really good. Sorry if this is a common question, but I'm really conflicted. Feels like I'm at a crossroads. Like, do I let this become part of who I am? Has it always been there? Thanks in advance. Anon. So there's a lot of things that I want to say about this. For one, I can feel your emotions and your um, anxiety within this response. And one part that really stuck out to me is where you said, let me find it. Okay, so you said, do I let this become a part of who I am? And my opinion, the things that we, you know, watch or listen to uh, in pornography or things we might fantasize about while we are rubbing our genitals um, does not define who we are as people. Um, I'll put this into simple context. Um, 
I, for one, I really, I really, really, really love, <laughs> and I did need to use all those reallys. I love gangbang porn and really rough gangbang, like super rough. Um, don't know if you've ever seen the series Public Disgrace uh, by kink.com, but it's very rough. You know, it's very rough treatment in a consensual setting. They're one of my favorite uh, producers because they provide, you know, the pre-interview and post-interview where the woman uh, consents and says the things that she's into. Uh, because I watch this type of treatment of a woman in a sexual pornographic setting, um, that doesn't define who I am. Yeah, sure, I do want some rough treatment in the bedroom sometimes. But, you know, if I'm going to meet a man, if I'm, like, dating, do I want him to go into that, you know, rough facial abuse right off the bat? No, I'm way more than that. I have a very soft and sensual side as well. So I don't think that porn defines who we are as people. I've also had this conversation with a very near and dear pervert and, you know, he's gotten to the point, it's taken him a lifetime to, to get here, uh, but he's finally gotten to the place where it's like, hey, I watch some pretty fucked up porn, you know, he'll tell you that, but then he also says, and I know this for a fact because I've met him, he is the most kind and gentle man I've ever met. I mean, just a heart of gold, a man that would, you know, take off the shirt off his back just because you needed to wipe your face and didn't have a napkin. I mean, the sweetest man, and I know the type of porn he looks up. It is hardcore, like legal porn, things you can find on like motherless and stuff, but some really hardcore stuff and things that he fantasizes about that are really rough. Um, you know, but he's gotten to a point where this isn't what defines me. It, it is something that I, I watch or, you know, I might listen to audios in my free time and it makes me have a hard orgasm. But, you know, for him, it doesn't leak into his everyday life. I think that that is when you need to worry about it. If you're listening to some hardcore extreme audios that are super taboo, you know, and the next day or the day after whatever, it starts leaking into your life to where you're obsessing over it. Yes, I do think you have a problem there and you probably need to, to work on that internally and figure out what's going on with yourself. But if you are a lover of taboo and it just makes you come really hard, it's really hot in the moment, you come and then that's it. And you might revisit it the next time you're horny. What's wrong in that? You know, what's, what's wrong in knowing what really turns you on when you're alone? Um, and you, it's just simply that it's just hot. You know, um, I talk about this a lot because I find this, this, um, thinking a lot in people that I interact with. I think they get scared 
of things like you know they come across content they're like oh shit that was like super hot like oh what's wrong with me I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with you I really don't I think that if you're a lover of taboo when you're horny that's what it is that's all it is you know I think that um for me being a lover of taboo it only lives inside of me when I'm horny, you know, or being, or being like sexual or flirty. Like that is where it lives. Now, does it live if I'm in the grocery store shopping? No. Um, so I don't think that there's anything wrong with you. I think that I will say that if, if you're at these crossroads, as you say, and you think that, traveling along and discovering more content that's taboo is going to bring you a lot of anxiety, then maybe you should step away from it because I don't want you to be all anxious and stuff. But, you know, I do think it takes some self-reflection. And if you think that, okay, yeah, I like this taboo content and, um, you know, I come to it and that's that, then that's great. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't shape who you are as a person. It's just something that you like. I mean, I, I said this recently. I forget on which, a, a recent episode. Um, <clears throat> you know, some video games that people play are very intense shooter games, right? Or, um, you know, whatever. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very uh, literate in video games, but you know, if you, I do know that Grand Theft Auto, you know, you shoot and, and you steal cars and I believe you can beat up hookers or something. If people play this and enjoy it, it's, it doesn't define you. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, this, uh, murdering prostitute abuser. It just means that you play a video game that's, um, kind of hardcore and that's cool. I mean, that's all it is. Porn is the same thing. Is there a problem if you play Grand Theft Auto and when you're when you're on the street, you know, driving and you you just wish you had a gun in your hand so you could shoot someone? Okay, yeah, you've got a problem. You need to go seek some support, some some mental health support, um, because that's not normal behavior. The same thing with porn. You know, if you're watching hardcore, you know, um, misogyny porn and you see, you start seeing women and you're like, man, I just want to beat her face in, you've got a problem. Yeah, you need to go seek support or figure out what's happening internally. But if you're watching this stuff, if you're playing the video game, if you're enjoying taboo content and it's just hot for the sake of being hot within your own personal space at home masturbating, then I say keep going for it um, if it won't bring you a lot of anxiety as well. So I hope you're able to um, situate that that uh, crossroads for yourself. All right. Next one, we've got actually a question. What are my predictions regarding how AI technology will change sex work? Um, what a loaded question. And I feel like that's such a big question um, for a lot of for a lot of areas. You know, how is AI going to change our lives? I don't know. Like, I haven't even looked into detail 
about what all this stuff is doing, but I can say this. I can say that one of the, um, the draws to working with a sex worker is the real life person behind it. I can say that for a lot of people I've worked with, uh, customers in the past, they appreciate the person behind the audio. They appreciate the person behind the phone sex. So I understand that there's, you know, technology out there that could produce an audio. It could write the script. It could perform it. Um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a phone sex operator that can tell you all the things that you want to hear. And that's great. And that's kind of scary. But I think that for a lot of people that utilize online sex workers, I think a lot of the appeal is the person behind it. Like, holy shit, she's getting turned on by this conversation that's so hot. Or, oh my God, she's, you know, um, sounds like she's coming, making this audio, whatever it is. Um, you know, that's, that's her doing that. That's not some invisible, non-existent uh, AI doing that. So, you know, I can see where that would work for some people. AI would, and um, that's great. But I think for a lot of people, they're chasing the human contact, the human experience. Even if it is a sex worker, it's still a person and it's still a human connection. So I don't think it will totally kill sex work. Um, I think it will affect some things, of course. Um, who knows? It's crazy. It's a crazy world we live in, isn't it? <laughs> um, our next question for the slut next door is, should I try to quit porn or just endless worship? So I recently had a conversation with someone that, you know, we were talking about porn. You know, we were talking about how people get addicted to porn. Uh, is porn the problem? Is porn um, evil? You know, that sort of thing. Is it is it feeding um, bad things? I think, I think these are all valid questions. And for me, I always come down to, well, before I say that, I am, I am not, I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge because I've seen it online. I've seen what porn addiction can look like, uh, what it can sound like. And it's sad and it is sad. And yes, I've done some porn addiction encouragement. That's a whole, um, niche, uh, uh, fetish, if you will, you know, a woman encouraging porn addiction. A lot of times they're called porn mommies. Um, but, um, you know, so I'm saying this to say that, yes, I've seen, I've seen the problems that porn can bring. However, porn addiction, I don't think porn is to blame. I think what is to blame is there something else going on to create an addiction? And it just so happens to be porn. So, you know, if a, if a man becomes addicted to porn, I'm not blaming porn. I'm blaming whatever's going on in his life, whether it be, 
you know, um, overworked, overstressed, depression, um, you know, a marriage that just isn't uh, satisfactory, uh, family stress, whatever it is. I think those are the root um, issues that need to be looked at. I don't think we should be looking up poor and pointing our fingers and saying it's the fucking devil, you know, it needs to go away. Um, I think it's there. And I think that um, the person who I was talking with the other day, it really got me thinking because they said, you know, porn is art. And I thought, you know what? It, it really is. Like, now some porn is not. But um, <laughs> gen- generally speaking, I do think porn is art. It's a beautiful expression of human bodies and sex and kink and fetish. And I think that, um, you know, for some people, when especially when the porn addiction is very, very heavy, that art is no longer there. You know, I think that the appreciation for the art isn't there and it's just consumption and, um, you know, overeating of porn, you know. Um, so I've, I've blabbered on and I really haven't, haven't addressed your question. Should you quit porn? No, I don't think that you should. I don't think that anyone should quit porn, especially if you like porn because, you know, cold turkey quitting, it works for some people. Um, but if porn starts, I feel like I was just talking about this. If it starts seeping into your everyday life and then affecting you as a person, as in, you know, it's, it's, um, affecting your work, it's affecting your life. Um, you know, it's your, your play, your home is dirtier because of porn, because you're sitting watching porn so long. You, you may want to reevaluate what's going on, you know, with you and porn, but I don't think you should quit it. I think that you should um, consume it when it feels healthy, you know. Um, and, you know, there's some days, like a lazy Saturday, where you might just watch porn for six hours straight. I don't find a problem with that. If that's like a reward to yourself, an occasional treat, because I know if you're listening, most everyone can agree they have binge watched on a Saturday or Sunday their favorite shows for hours on end. Um, What's the difference? This is just adult porn. I get really frustrated, I think, when people start looking at porn like it's some fucking devil like it's a demon it's really not it's it's just a celebration and like that like I said earlier it's a it's art you know um I'm just so sick of looking at porn and being like it's the devil it's you know needs to go away I just I don't agree I don't agree um but I do recognize that people do have real addictions um and I will say again Porn is not the problem. The problem is within the person. The porn is just, um, you know, the the tool that they're using to um, distract themselves from real problems in their life. Because life is hard. 
All right. <laughs> so um, that might have been it for today. Yep, that's all of them. I don't know if this mini episode will continue because um, unless I start getting more responses, I just didn't get a lot of responses and that's okay. Um, it may not uh, continue from here, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I do love the premise. I hope it does continue, but um, if I don't get the responses, then I won't be able to do that many episodes. So that wraps up our episode today. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow updates on Slut Next Door, follow me on Twitter at slut underscore next underscore door or go and find my discord server where you can stay up to date with updates and news and all that good stuff and of course patreon if you want to support the slut next door and my ventures here until next time talk to you guys later bye bye